0: And after a week off, your friends in the Share Shop Podcast are back. Had a little week off. We were all very busy little bees there in the last uh, uh, two weeks. But we decided we're going to get the gag back together on a Sunday evening and talk about the wrestling and all that jazz. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, back from my travels all around the world, uh, uh, back in, in glorious Limerick City bringing you this week's show, joined as always by my ever-dependable co host first of all Mr. Joe Tauter Hi there and of course, Mr. Paul Griffin
1: uh, Guten Morgen, Barry
0: What? Well, you know,
1: you don't the German uh, slang after your little visit, no? Uh,
0: Well, I'll tell you, well, when, we get, when we get to that part of the show there will be a section on how I don't speak German uh, uh, that'll be <laughs> Uh, in mm-hmm. depth maybe. so uh, yes, yeah, last week I was away uh, in Oberhausen, in Germany Uh beer bitte that's how much I know how to say Oh. Um, uh, or, yeah, or when I was hungover uh, Ein Cola, bitte mm. oh, uh, so good and I wasn't ordering water because there's a fiver in the venue so no thank you
2: ach nein
0: <laughs> nine, nine, wasser, nine. <laughs> uh, sorry, lads, sorry, we won't speak any more German. Obviously, I know that's very confusing for our English listeners. It's probably confusing for the Germans as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll get to all of that in a moment. But before we get to that, I mean, this show, the fact that this show is even happening is miraculous because the weather, lads, has been added again. All, all oh, lads. no. He, he decided to smite Ireland again on this. Our week, you know, this is, you know, this is the day after St. Patrick's Day. It's supposed to be a day of, of I don't know, what do we do on St. Patrick's Day? Reflect get and, drunk, and all that? Eat, have out, a green hat, things.
2: wear a Guinness yeah. hat with a green room.
0: Yeah, that's what we all do, and that's what we all love, and that's what we find annoying. Um, but yeah, we've got bombarded with, uh, uh, with shitty weather again. So much so that, Paul, I understand, did you not go to the wrestling today?
1: I didn't go. Oh. No, was, right. was but we didn't go because it was snowing too much.
0: So- yeah, there was uh, there was OTT today, uh, but a-, a couple of people I spoke to, not just Paul, the show did go ahead, but people did opt to not go because travel was a bit perilous today uh, following on from the snow and some iciness and some wetness and some just general shittiness weather wise out there so uh, so Paul missed out unfortunately no uh, no no OTT live report unfortunately um, but uh, but that's that's a shame yeah so so got any snow on you're in there Joe or is it just here?
2: Um, no it's been snowing but fairly tame stuff to be honest not really settling
1: that much no we've Um, got we've got it's like cold rain we've got about five centimeters here i would say oh which isn't a lot but there was a there was a a three car crash apparently just on on the way on the way uh town so i'm sure if i tried to get on a bus probably there would have been a whole day of shenanigans and we'd probably still be in dublin so we 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 unfortunately opted to uh to give this one a miss, I'll I'll eat the cost, the uh, the thirteen euro tickets. Well, don't worry, <laughs> don't, don't worry about <laughs> it, Cabray, you're I'll, you're I'll, uh I'll you know support Irish wrestling and all that. Um, but yeah, we didn't get a show, so that's unfortunate. I, I'll just watch it on the on the VOD on Friday. But yeah, we were looking forward to it, and unfortunately, just Saturday night the snow came down, and new new wrestling for you, baby. That's two times in a row now. Um, yeah. So if anybody's going to Martina's like, gaff uh, party or like, Defiance, get down to your hands and knees and start praying now. To the snow gods that they'll stay away.
0: I uh, I just bought a ticket to Defiant. So oh, um Okay. Uh I noticed that the the bus service I usually get was running. And is I do have the Monday office. I so it's like, Yeah, fuck it. I'll go uh well the 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 16 carat weekend has jazzed me up a little bit again for the old live wrestling um and plus you know i just wanted to um you know i wanted to support that show uh i was still able at the time of purchased by 10 stage seats and 10 floor seats um which is a not a very regular occurrence um OTT, so i'm I'm not getting the vibe that that uh, will be crammed into that building like sardines um well it's on easter sunday in, in fairness it, yeah it's on easter sunday i mean it's it's tough i yeah, uh, i i don't know what to expect for the show but i'm excited about it although i will uh, say
1: if if they do announce in the next uh couple of weeks winter for the show tna's winter
0: mm-hmm. I i'd be worried well my my idea last time was that they get uh Tenille Dashwood in as Storm Emma. There you go. Um, but uh but that, that has not uh, mm-hmm. developed yet. Um yeah sounds like a good show uh today. Um uh Electro was back. Um we got to see Big Daddy Cool. Um, not Diesel. No. Uh, no. uh title change. You know. Um, uh, one person did actually miss the show Chris Brooks wasn't at the show because of the snow So, uh, so it, did, it did impede the show in some was, ways
1: uh, but, uh, Was Travis Banks there? Because I heard he was injured in the last few days
0: uh, I Don't think so Because he, um, he was supposed to
1: be wrestling uh, Scotty Davis
2: But
0: yes. If he's not well do that. Let me see here Yes actually in fact yeah Scotty Davis Beat Tucker, yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Travis Banks it appears is uh, on the injured list. So I don't, I don't know if he'll be there for for the next few shows he's booked for, but we'll see. Anyway, we'll talk more about OTT in a few weeks when we're we're back. Although you're not, I mean, you're not going to Gaff Party or Defiant are you? No.
1: This was supposed yeah. to be my stop gap until Scarfmania, but Scarfmania will just have to be the next one, I guess.
0: Hmm. Oh well. Um. So anyway uh what else we got here on the old agenda for the week we've discussed no that's out of the way uh Paul what's this here i i am hearing in my headset about guinea pig drama
1: <laughs> news just what? guinea pig drama well Natty does this thing she did this thing before where she will like groom guinea pigs for other people like off like as a service and get some hmm. get some uh, money for it hello ooh what's that in my pocket ching um, so it had been arranged that there would be, that there'd be three guinea pigs dropped off to have their, have their nails clipped and their hair washed and all the things you do to a guinea pig. And, uh, I had mentioned in the day, about four o'clock, five o'clock, I said, this thing that we do, we, you want to be careful that someone doesn't just, you know, drop them off, which it's be cleaned and never return from. Um, and on that day, a taxi comes to the door with no person in it, just a shoebox of guinea pigs and, uh,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, so the taxi driver, what did the ta- so this person put a shoebox of animals into a, car it's a, taxi, a taxi and the taxi driver.
1: driver's like, yeah, go on, I'll do that. Uh, yeah.
0: That's not weird one, at all. All, all lane, please.
1: The taxi driver, completely complicit in this animal abandonment.
0: Although, I guess, I mean, I guess taxi drivers deliver food and shit these days. Hang so.
2: on. Yeah. I mean, taxi drivers will courier stuff. Maybe you didn't even know what was in the box. You know, it could have yeah. just been a box or anything. But yeah. what...
0: could have been a how, head, you know.
2: Yeah, how did they get in touch in the first place, these people? Was this an anonymous note? <laughs> did they respond to an advert? Guinea, yeah it was like it was,
1: grooming well she she posted out on a Facebook group it was, it was a guinea pig right. group you know and, oh well and uh yeah it looks like um at least one of them we're gonna have to keep because it's it's gonna have to have a get, get it's eye taken out because it's
2: got a manky eye oh uh, yeah. no yeah so didn't the cab no, couldn't he give it shed any light on the origin
0: he just that's fucked that's off didn't he well, it's probably
2: driver-customer
0: confidentiality, isn't it? And then sure. we, tried be, this, this we tried bringing back this
1: person. We tried bringing back this person, straight to voicemail, so obviously. Well, uh, anyway, we're taking care of them. <laughs>
0: they called you from a burner.
1: They must have, yeah, Thank guinea God. pig burner.
0: Oh, it's, it's, they were probably very upset about it. Maybe they can't support the guinea pigs, Paul, all right? And maybe they were teary-eyed when they put it in that cab, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, the just has a, you know, it's the deception that annoys me mostly. It's the charade of oh yeah, yep. clean my guinea pigs, please. Yeah. If you just want to get them rehomed, there's ways to do that, you know? Anyway. Yeah. So that's some that's some stuff that happened. But uh otherwise guinea pigs are all good. Guinea pig's getting unwell. Um Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Guinea Guinea almost died, is another one. Um, She she stopped eating and stopped pooping for a while, but she's doing all right now. We took her Hmm. into the vet, got it it all taken care of. Um, Because I forgot it's been two weeks since we did this one, so lots of guinea pig drama. Uh, Currently, we we still have the full contingent of guinea pigs, though. None of them have have, uh, kicked the bucket yet. Um, So all good there. We just now have six guinea pigs to take care of, which is a lot of vegetables chopping for for me but uh yeah they're getting on all right except the one that is the eye i thought we that all happened because the the eye was fine this this guinea pig came to us in a shoebox with two working eyes and then one morning we got up and uh and one of the eyes was just all all what was it all inside out basically yeah we're thinking (sighs) we're thinking it we're thinking it was probably a prior infection that she got some hay in her or something that's got all fucked up. That's what the vet said. Okay. But yeah, the eye is probably going to have to come out. Scoop it out like a lovely scoop of ice cream. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. Uh, Fucking hell, man. We, we'll make a little eye patch. Well,
0: well, well, my dog, Little Fluffy, does okay with... With, with, with water, the one
1: eye. We could, we could call her Thor. Uh, Thor or you could,
0: could call her Fluffy.
1: Thor Ragnarok if you
0: come yeah. up today. Um,
2: today. Or Fluffy. Mmm... Fluffy 2. Fluffy 2! Like Invader 2. Mr. (laughs) Mr. Fluffy 2. I love it.
0: I love it.
1: What about your guys' weeks then? What have you been up to? Uh,
2: Uh,
0: Well, I mean, post-wrestling, which I'll talk about in a second, I I mean, I've been extremely depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You ever ever back in work, Paul, after just a belting OTT And it's just, it's just, it's just, you're a bit down. This is sitting here at my little computer, pressing my little buttons, Yeah. you know, when just, just a few days ago, I was having the best time ever. Well, that, that time's a million. Oh, Um, okay. uh, Really? I mean, just, just miserable, you know, but also um, I think I have like the wrestling equivalent of like, you know, the E3 flu or the PAX flu that people Mm -hmm. say they get after conventions when you're just spending... Three or four days, mm. you know, in enclosed spaces with people, meeting people for the first time. Oh, hey, how are you? Yeah, shaking hands. Oh, oh, oh I've seen. Oh, we met. You know. Oh, you go to. OCD. Oh, a big hug. Yeah, blah blah blah. And then it's just. I, I mean, I. I probably sound very congested now. I just feel as, as well as being kind of downtrodden. I just feel like garbage. Because
1: um, I was going to ask uh, it, whether it was a phys- more physical or mental. I guess. Like what's the opposite of what's the opposite of PTSD, where there's an event so good that it ruins your life? (laughs)
0: Uh, Post fun disorder. That's the one. Um, But yeah, a little bit of both. I'll talk about the the more physically enduring aspects of the of the weekend shortly. But yeah, bit of a bummer being back to reality. But uh, (laughs) I mean, if that's if that's my biggest problem in life, then then life is all right. Um, But a fairly fairly uneventful. Uh, week other than that. It was oh it was St. Paddy's Day yesterday, of course, Paul. Um uh, and I did feck all for it. I went out yesterday evening with my missus and some of her friends, but that was not any kind of dedicated Paddy's evening thing. I slept entirely through the parades. I could not live closer to the parades. When you come out of my flat and you turn right and then you look right there's the main street in Limerick where the parade goes down. And I think I saw about five seconds on my way to the shop to buy milk um, uh, because I, I spent most of Saturday morning sleeping. So uh, not a whole lot going on in the old week in, in, in for me.
2: How about you, Joe? Did you get up to Um Yeah, quite an eventful week. Um, so Monday, uh, I went to a little shindig called the Travel Marketing Awards. Mm. Which uh, gives out awards for best uh, marketing campaigns related to travel, which you can probably guess from the title. Um, so I went because uh, me and a couple of the people on my team were nominated for an award um, my team for and our work I. with what? My team and I, not me and my team. Paul, I'm a man of the people. You? Oh,
0: it, oh what? You're looking for a little podcast grammar award? Or <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Grammys. I mean, to me, to the award go. that
0: goes for uh, the good grammar of podcasters. The title of my
2: <laughs> Go on. Um, anyway. I don't have an award, anyway. so I don't know what I'm talking about. Go on. Um, so, yeah, we were nominated for a little award for one of the campaigns we did for Air New Zealand, the uh, New Zealand-based airline. Um, and we won. So, that was good. Mm. Um, got a little award. It was quite it was typical sort of industry awards show very like everyone's dre- people who's stuck in offices for 40 hours a week get to dress up and get drunk so you can imagine what that's like
1: Was it hosted um, by a C-list celebrity?
2: It was hosted by Josh Widdicombe of uh, television BBC <laughs> comedy fame um, I don't know what he's on I don't watch those sort of shows but probably Mock the Week something like that um, so he was he was quite good um yeah so we won the award i thought it was on a monday night so couldn't get too smashed Mm. you know on the old champers but um yeah that was really really good and i've been milking that all week on social media and at work so very very good start to the week um that was good what else did i do um oh yeah so i've been working as some people, as some listeners may know long term listeners and friends may know i was uh once an aspiring script writer um never actually like made any money from it or did any actual paid work but um that that was what i wanted to do before i i gave up and got into marketing um so i've actually have been working on a script this week uh, oh. for a friend of mine okay. uh and got paid for it so that was good nice. it's um nice. Some animated feature film that he he works for a production company and they're they're producing this film. Little company called
0: Pixar. That's right. I,
2: I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm, Five. <laughs> um, no, I doubt, I doubt it'll ever see the inside of a, a you know UK and island cinema. But anyway, it was it was good. Got paid for it, and it was quite fun. Just you know being able to work on a script again because I haven't done it for many years. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, and then Thursday, uh got a little promotion at work. So, what? it's not been a, I've had worse weeks. Uh, I know! I've had worse ones, mate. <laughs> um, so, that was good. Basically, I've been doing... The, the job I've been promoted to, I've sort of been doing for the past year. <laughs> I just haven't had, like, the money in the title. Hmm. So, it's nice to actually be rewarded for the work you're doing um so, so that was good news so yeah so it was it was a pretty good week Jeez, yeah, i, I think nice. i think in
1: the in the eight years since we started doing the podcast, that might be the best week any of us has had
2: you might be yeah. right there, Paul.
1: award wins an award gets a promotion, and writes a script in between mm. yeah. hmm um although i i did it, once <laughs> I did once wank seven times in one day so <laughs>
0: i also that did was, that on tuesday so and that was that was just a day that was just a day you know <laughs> then then on like on the thursday he had a big mac you know, so that, that, was that was just
1: that before time. the guinea pigs got dropped off
0: i would have got eight <laughs> <laughs> but they killed the mood with their manky eyes oh dearie me um
1: I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about how the I got manky, but that would be
0: just oh, poor no, taste. Mm-hmm. Out. We're not gonna do that. No, no. Uh, I should probably mention. Uh, I'll mention this now during life because this, this doesn't really fall under the the remit of the wrestling. But I also I saw another bit of sports entertainment uh, this week before I went to Germany. Uh, a little promotion called Legally Blind the Musical. Oh, um, oh, which I. I went to on Wednesday in Dublin. Right. Uh, I was flying out to Germany on Thursday, so and it's kind of just coincidentally, Kira was like, "Oh, we should go to this," and I was like, "When is it?" And she said, "Blah blah blah," and I was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> we <laughs> that can go good the day answer. before I, I go to Germany." So went to that, and I have to say, lads, I don't know what to ex- what I was expecting. I was not. I was kind of just going along for something to do, you know, something for the two of us to do, but I. Genuinely loved it. It was legitimately great, um, and it was packed. It was in the Board Gosh Theatre in uh, in Dublin. Have you ever been there, Paul?
1: I have been there a couple of times. I think.
0: Yeah, nice, nice theatre. Um, uh, fairly packed out, not a sellout, but near enough to it uh really, really really great and I don't have any kind of like affinity for the- I like the film it's all right it's a it's a, a watchable early 2000s comedy. it's not anything special, but uh this was just really extremely talented cast, great singers, really catchy songs uh, uh the scripts it kind of just followed it followed the 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 film beat for beat. most of the dialogue was was okay, you know, some funny jokes here or there but really, really great talented cast And there were two dogs in it. all right? so so that beats most wrestling I've seen this year. Um, because uh, there are no dogs in that. Uh, but yeah, it was really great. It was a, it was a pleasant surprise, and I would I would encourage anyone, even if you're not big into your musicals, to to, to go see it because I would definitely see it again. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, the other that was the other bit of my week. Um, if that's it, we can jump in here to the telly guff. Who's watched a bit of telly? I've watched exactly zero. Um,
2: only thing I watched, I, I finally finished off Stranger Things uh, mm. today final episode. Uh, it was quite good. The only thing was, I thought it was the penultimate episode, so I wasn't really paying attention that much uh, until I kind of realised halfway through. Oh, they're wrapping things up. I should start watching. Um, it was it was a pretty good final episode, but the whole the series as a whole didn't exactly grab me. Um, I, I'm sure they'll come back for a third one. I'll probably watch that as well, but I'm not exactly kind of clamouring for it. uh yeah i kind of agree with that have you lads have you lads watched both watched it i haven't yeah i've only I, seen the first i finished
0: scene. it and i liked it and i'm i'm i am i am i am so so on the idea of them doing more but i'll probably watch it mm. when it's
2: out.
0: Yeah. uh yeah I'm, I'm very behind on the old netflix stuff at the moment mm-hmm. uh, new, new season of jessica jones came out there um before I left. I yeah,
2: literally up. every time I go on there, every time I go on Netflix, there's three more bloody shows they've made. Yeah. yeah Jesus God, lads. They, they have a dedicated
0: rest. kind of category now for their originals. And it's just, I mean, stuff you've never even heard of Like, like they are just mm-hmm. pumping it out, but I guess they kind of have to, because they need the, uh, the depth, I guess they need the, mm-hmm. uh, you can't just have a bunch of superhero shows and, you know, yeah. uh, and crime documentaries. Um, but yeah uh so yeah fair enough uh, if no one else has watched any telly we can jump into the old games off uh the only game i've really played there in the last two weeks i've gotten very behind on everything uh, i played the this morning for the first time in about a week so I'm, I'm way behind on that uh but i played burnout paradise uh which was re-released on the ps4 and xbox and pc uh this week um and after all these years, playing a burnout game is pretty dang fun. Um, uh, when Paradise first came out, I had some problems with it. I don't like that it's an open-world game. I like me the classic racing game format of just races. And I, you know, you know, you go into a menu, you pick a track, and you fucking race on it. That's what a racing game is to me. Um, uh, and so... Burnout Paradise has a few problems, uh, you know, I really admire what they're doing, there's no load times across the map, there's no load times as you begin a race, it's all very fluid, everything feels great, it's fast, you know, it's chaotic, uh, but there are are some issues, you know, you you drive to the far end of a map for the purpose of a race, and there's no option to, like, fast travel back to the center of the city, you just kind of have to navigate there on your own, um... Uh, you initiate an event by pulling up to some traffic lights and, and revving your engine, but what the event is is just it's it's you know it's decided by the location. So if you pull up to an event and it's a a uh, uh, some kind of a, a one-on-one race with one other car, you just have to do that. If you're in the mood for a, a race with six other cars, you have to go to the point on the map where there is one of those races. So it has some problems, but. Uh I'm really happy to be replaying it. It's been so long since there's been a burnout game. It still feels and handles great. It's got a great soundtrack. Uh and I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that if this is a big success, it'll mean an actual new uh new game from the burnout series cause, cause mm. I don't I don't play too many driving games. I'm nothing into your your Gran Turismos, your your hyper realistic games like that. I I can't remember the last Need for Speed game I enjoyed, but uh if they were to make a new fully fledged burnout I'd be all about it. For now this is this is great. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's been my main thing uh, uh, since I came back. Uh, what about you, Paul? What have you been playing there in, in the last few weeks? Well,
1: I, I remember I played Burnout Paradise when it first came out on, on PS3. I was a very big fan of it. Um, it's been a while now since I played it for the last time, so I don't know how well it holds up or how badly it's aged. But, uh, yeah, I remember just really... In, in, in fact, I really... I remember enjoying the kind of open world nature of it because I would just sit down and drive around for a while and really yeah enjoy it. I don't yeah know. maybe uh, made me be better a little bit more concise but that was
0: the only burnout game I ever played so I had no kind of reference mm, point to compare it's, um, it's 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 held up pretty well I have to say and and the other thing is well, obviously you know it's a remaster so they've they've done a bit of work on it and it, it is very pretty I I don't know if I would necessarily say it is. On par with what it with what a built for twenty eighteen game would look like, mm. but it does look it doesn't look noticeably kind of outdated. It's very very sharp um yeah and so you know what you're not the only one i mean lots of people liked that kind of open world aspect of it it's kind of i think people are kind of split out it, 50 50 but uh i I would if you liked it the first time i, I would maybe recommend giving it a shot although it is it is is forty quid which i thought was a bit steep for a remaster mm. i i went for it because i was curious um and I'm, I'm really enjoying it but i can i can see people maybe waiting for a sale for that one
1: okay, yeah I'll probably, I'll probably be in that boat mm. speaking of aging well uh or not um I got a few of the old GameCube games out uh, just the last couple of days. Because uh, I think i had been watching a, a GameCube video on YouTube and this kind of caused uh, an itch that I had to scratch. So I still, as some people know, I still have all my old systems set up and I can, I can just play them at a whim, which is very nice. Uh, so I played a couple of the old wrestling games. I played um, Day of Reckoning 2 for a little while. I played Wrestlemania 19, and I even dipped into Wrestlemania 18, um, which is probably the worst wrestling game um, I've ever played, Uh, still is, but um, those games are still quite fun, Day Reckoning 2 was just great, in particular, Um, I played a little bit of Twilight Princess as well, and I played a little bit of Tony Hawk's Underground, the first one. (laughs) Uh, now, that is a game that surprisingly holds up quite well and is still super fun to play, is Tony Hawk's. Um, which is, makes it all more baffling that, that re, uh, Tony Hawk's 5 that they tried to make there a couple of years ago bombed so badly. Um, well, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> uh,
0: but those old games are still
1: fun to pick up and play. They're, they're great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of just depressing, too, but that the um, there was a it was a weird it wasn't a a basic remaster it was like halfway between a remaster and a full-on remake of one and two Mm. uh i think it was 360 and ps3 but they were i never touched them because they were really badly reviewed and i think that's the same team who made five um it's been depressing because I'm, I'm I you know, and I'm hearing you confirm it. I've always I, I was like I bet they hold up really well, and I I you know I think I think th- this series could make a comeback if if someone really got on, on board with it. Because um, I, I miss I miss a good skateboarding game. I really. I do. feel
1: like there's a gap in the market for that kind of game now as well. The classic mm-hmm. Tony Hawk like sandbox game.
0: Yeah, there was there was a Tony Hawk, but a pretty depressing tweet was like everyone please stop asking me to make a new game or remaster the old ones i don't work with activision anymore um bye you know like (laughs) just you're just kind of done with it yeah yeah
1: i don't know i I know a lot of people have really fond memories of three particularly um i always preferred underground i don't know why underground particularly was my favorite one um i just found it kind of the the most fun to play i I did like that you could get off the board as well and use that to kind of link your tricks together um i kind of felt that it was more sandboxy more open worldy whereas i i kind of never really liked that in the other games you were like forced forcibly stuck to your board um yeah i I dipped into a few of those all great all great except for um as i said wrestlemania 18 is is really bad, but um, one thing that's kind of stuck me about the GameCube is how, you know, when you think about the, that era of games, I don't know that I remember the graphics being quite as poor as they are. Like, I think in my head, when I picture PS2, Xbox, GameCube era, I, I'm, I'm kind of picturing PS3, you know? Like, I don't actually remember mm. that GameCube was, was just one generation after your Nintendo 64, and your ps1 so the graphics are are very low res yeah um but those games are still really fun to play i must say um and, and aside from that i've, I've still um, tipping away at a okami hd which i'm thoroughly enjoying i just kind of beat the first uh real dungeon in it and i'm certainly seeing the zelda um similarities now but that game is great and uh, I don't know, for, for a, a, a long while there, while we had the two weeks off, I had a long while where I just didn't find myself kind of in the mood for it. I think it's a game you have to be, assuming in the right mood to play. Uh, so luckily just there again the last few days I've kind of burned through another couple of hours in it. Uh, thoroughly enjoying it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully get that done sooner rather than later. I, I have my eye as well on the new Assassin's Creed DLC as well as the South Park dlc i might see if i can give them uh, a quick go over at some stage in between the bigger games oh and i also beat um i also beat the latest episode of batman and the enemy within the fourth episode mm. quite quite, mm. quite enjoyed that i must
0: say I, i'd heard less yeah. than things but
1: i thought it was actually pretty good
0: i yeah i've i've been w- i was watching a playthrough of it mm. and yeah i've got a bomb i didn't play it um because it does seem like they've gone in, in like an infinitely more interesting direction than any kind of Batman media in like ten years. Um, uh, with some of the stuff they're doing, you know, I'm not saying it looks perfect, but uh, that that last episode is out this week, I believe, or next week.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to. It. I I was hearing about uh, how episode five is going to turn based on choices you made in episode four, and apparently. Apparently, the choice that I made is again leading to a a Batman story that is more kind of off the wall than your typical your typical Batman is. Because I've heard that there's essentially two routes you can take, and I've taken the the weirder one. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah. out in the next couple of days, as you said yourself.
0: They, uh, I, I think they say that they more or less have two different episodes based on I mean obviously not entirely different but more or less completely different um, uh, depending Brilliant. on everything which is which would be a first for them because that's really not been the case previously uh, uh, with Telltale but yeah I'm glad they're they're branching out in some ways
1: so yeah I, I just beat that the other day that was pretty good is that everything? that's everything
0: Hmm. uh uh let's see here what do you make of any of the announcements from the nintendo direct uh lots of ports coming which is probably i mean that's fine you know uh um uh, if i if i hadn't already bought that south park game the second one i'd probably grab it on switch and say that's a good switch game but i'm, I'm not gonna buy it twice
1: yeah i i already essentially planned it i i didn't get one trophy but i i pretty much 100 of the game um yeah, so I I I feel like a lot of the ports that are coming out are great, um although I've beaten already a lot of them. Um Captain Toad, I'll probably give a whirl cause I Oh, I, I didn't play that the first time. i yeah. played a couple of hours of that. That's great. I think I think you'll enjoy that. Um Smash Brothers obviously very exciting.
0: Um, Splatoon, I don't I care about like, I just feel like I'm from a different planet when Smash Brothers announcements come and people melt down about it like like fucking like a good Tony Hawk game was just announced, you know, just some shit. Like I, I don't know, I don't know. Obviously, it has its diehard hard community, but I've just never got it on that level. And I like Smash Brothers, you know.
1: Yeah, I so. think I've played every Smash Bros that's come out. I, I never owned the N sixty four one, but I've owned the the three subsequent ones, and I've quite enjoyed them. Mario Tennis, I don't care about. Splatoon, I don't care about. Um, three DS, I don't care about. But everything else was good to great, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's weird, I kind of don't care, like, I played Splatoon for a few hours, I really enjoyed it, I barely touched the single player, and then I, and after about, like, a really fun week with it, I was done. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I don't see it at all, uh, as this, you know, online thing I'll go back to for months on end. I mean, compared to, actually, that's the only other thing I've been playing in the last uh two weeks was that I re-fell down a Titanfall hole. Um oh my god I played so many hours of Titanfall in the last two weeks. Um I really got back in love with it. Um yeah Splatoon, I don't know. That's another thing that you know when it was on the Wii U, everyone was like, oh this is great this is a reason to buy a Wii U. And when the second one came on Switch it was like if it was a like, great more of the same and I played it that's like yeah it's good. I just like, I, I, I absolutely will not be buying that DLC, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't need more hours of it to play, because I never finished the the original single player. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I liked, I liked Mario Tennis on the N64. Um, uh, and that new one they announced, They that was the weird thing about the the, the Direct. They spent a lot of time talking about Tennis. Um,
1: well, that was kind, kind of, of the that. showcase game, in fairness.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they said that ahead of time, but... Um, but yeah, I um yeah I I might give that a look.
1: Um Little Nightmares is one that I might cast my eye on well. Cuz I didn't play that on PlayStation. Oh uh, yeah,
0: Nightmares and uh, that the, the Switch version comes with all the DLC which I have not tried out but um uh I I'm I'm sure it's good because the base game is is really great. Um So yeah, that's uh video games for now. Uh couple of couple of big games in the in the near future. God of war, Yakuza, around the corner. Um anyway, uh we can jump into movie golf. Who has seen a movie film?
1: Not me. Oh, I've seen so many of them, mate. Jesus. Where do I even start? Well let Talk me just about all of them. let me just say the Oscars first of all. Um Nothing too mm. nothing too egregious, I don't think, with the Oscar Predict- Awards. P- bit predictable. A little bit predictable. Um a little bit too much love for Shape of Water, I think. Um won stuff that it maybe shouldn't have won and didn't win stuff that maybe it should have won. But uh Otherwise, I think, yeah, I think it was it was alright. Gary Oldman winning. Again, a little bit predictable because he I fe- I feel like a lot of the acting awards are just for who played the who played the weirdest historical role instead of who had the best performance. Like, Gary Oldman was good in Darkest Hour, but I feel like he won the award because he put on a lot of prosthetics mm. and did a silly voice, you know? And he's paid his dues over the years. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, but, I mean, Eddie Redmayne didn't pay any dues and he won it for uh, playing That's Stephen Hawking, it. who died this week, of course. He he won, the, he won the award for being Stephen Hawking in a wheelchair.
0: <laughs> and but it's, it's same as like DiCaprio it was like did he win because that was his best role and he and he didn't deserve it previously or was it like look we're going to give you this for rolling around in the snow for a month and <laughs> grunting um, and you know eating possibly literally eating shit you know um you know yeah the oscars are fucking weird
1: that's what I thought yeah I thought the show as well was a weird show, um, in light of the whole um, Me Too, you know, movement. I, I I kind of was uncomfortable watching a lot of jokes about sex offenders. Basically, I just thought it was a weird, time, weird time to be making those kind of jokes. I almost felt like it would be better off ignoring. Those people and just celebrating the people who do a good job, as opposed to just, you know, relentlessly reminding us that a lot of the people involved in movies are like rapists and diddlers. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, watched a lot of movies uh, in the week, so finally done with the Oscar movies, right? So that allowed me to watch my Thor Ragnarok and my Black Panther as promised. So I have seen both of them.
0: I wait, 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 wait! wait. I thought you were done with the Oscar movies.
1: Well, let me tell you about.
0: Black, Black, Panther, is, Black Panther is going to win Oscar, mate. That's what we've heard. <laughs> uh,
1: well, have you guys seen, by the way, the top five grossing uh, movies for for
2: 2018 so
1: far? No, uh, no. Do you want me to go through the list real fast? Sure.
2: No. Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, no.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, number five: Monster Hunt Two.
0: What? That's
1: not a real movie. Number four, Fifty Shades Freed. Number three, Detective Chinatown 2. What? Number two, Operation Operation Red Sea. And number one, Black Panther. Uh, Three of those movies are Chinese. Okay. And what does that tell you about?
0: Well, that was my guess.
1: Yeah, but the cinema and, and, and that actor
0: made, made 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 a bunch of money in China just so they could come out of it and uh, do bad impressions of it and, and whatnot and be racist.
1: So I watched Thor Ragnarok first, um, really expecting something big, because I I had only heard good things about, about Ragnarok, and um, I thought it was I thought it was okay. I'll say I'll, I'll say that much. I mean, uh, undoubtedly better than the first two, um, and yet I don't know. It felt like kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy two did. It felt kind of like a filler story, as opposed to uh, like a standalone film. It, it almost felt like a, you know, with Anchorman where they they had so much footage that they made the Wake Up Ron Burgundy movie. It felt like that. Mm. Um, it was undoubtedly you know quite funny. Um, and uh at the same time i feel like that that's a fear i have is that too ma- too many of these marvel movies are just all going to be guardians of the galaxy now in terms of their tone which is why i was i was very pleased to see that black panther was a little bit more like took itself a little bit more seriously um love jeff goldblum of course jeff goldblum is one of my favorites and he's great in it um little little disappointed by how they used um I'm blanking on her name now. Kate Blanchett as the villain because she's oh, in, yeah. she's in it for about ten minutes at the start and about ten minutes at the end. Um, and I kind of felt like her character deserved to be more focus of the story than she was. Because um, you know, I'm very happy to see like this this trend now of getting really great actors to be the villains in these movies. Like you have Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, Kate Blanchett, Daniel Bruhl was in civil war um but like daniel bruin and blanchett if you don't give him anything to do in the movie they're only in it for 10 minutes what's the point just cast anyone then so i was a little bit disappointed in that sense that uh so much of the story was focused on this like little garbage planet away from the whole you know ragnarok so a lot of the movie was not Ragnarok. A lot of the movie was just Thor and Hulk on this wacky planet with Jeff Goldblum. So in yeah, that sense, it was brilliant. kind of fit. Well, I mean, it was funny. I I enjoyed it, but I I wanted, I guess, I wanted a, a more, a more serious, a more not serious isn't even a word, but a more important feeling movie, as opposed mm. to, a, you know, a, a summer buddy cop movie, which is what I kind of wanted. Yeah, but it was. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was. I thought it was quite good, but. I think I think I kind of built it up in my head, more, um, and it was, it's a shame I as think, well. I think
0: the hype was kind of the hype was kind of crazy for it. There's there's
1: um, there are certain scenes that also visually look really great, but they're I was I was kind of disappointed that they were just like flashbacks. That more of the movie wasn't kind of stylized and
0: yeah like yeah all the all the stuff from the trailer with like the Valkyries and everything. It made it look like,
1: like like a great eighties, uh, like you know. It like made it look like Zack Snyder film is what it looked like. Well, yeah. Um, to be fair, I mean the one thing actually... Zack Snyder does well is visuals. To be fair to
0: him, yeah, and and it's like that stuff is all in like one thirty seconds, uh, uh, like yeah, imagination or or flashback thing, um, yeah. But to be fair, I, I don't know that I would have watched the whole film like that. But I remember that being the buzz when the trailer came out it was oh my god, look at this film, it looks so out there and it really wasn't. Um I liked it but I, I thought people went like crazy for it in a way I just didn't
1: Okay. Um yeah I i in in closing I enjoyed it. But uh I think Black Panther satisfied me more in in the way that i i was hoping for um black panther i saw like the day after i saw thor um and yeah black panther i was happy to see uh some some really great performances in it first of all really great cast as well and um took itself that little bit more seriously which is what i which what i was kind of hoping for um yeah black panther i really enjoyed a lot um Although that being said, I can't take Forrest Whitaker seriously in anything anymore. I cannot watch Forrest Whitaker again in any movie. Because he's just in everything. Mm-hmm. He's in Star Wars. He's in Black Panther. Always the same exact same performance as well. Um Yeah. Although I did like that in the flashback that the actor who played young Forest Whitaker had the lazy eye it was a nice touch. <laughs> but I cannot did he, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can't watch I can't watch um. Of course, we don't credit war. But Black Panther was great. Uh Michael B Jordan was like excellent in it as the villain. And and as a complex villain with like real motivations and real um you know reasons for doing what they do as opposed to that they just want to take over the world and have a big, you know, blue laser. So that was kind of refreshing as well. And of course he he was in a lot of the movie and a lot of the movie was about about him in in a sense. So that was great. Although the one thing I would say that I wasn't a big fan of with Black Panther was there's a point in the movie where um, Black Panther, quote unquote, is killed. And and you as an audience are asked to believe for like 20, 25 (laughs) minutes that he's dead. And you know, he's not dead. You know, he's going to come back. But the movie keeps going like for (laughs) so long that he is dead. And like... I know that in the, in this terms of the storyline that he, while he's away, these things can happen, but the movie just like the characters keep going, Oh, he is dead. Oh, but he is dead. And we're like, he's not he's not, and we know I he's not dead. So this, this, there was be. a
0: trailer before the film for infinity war and he's in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that, that stretch just, I think for me went on way too long. Um, before, I agree. And then yeah. they just turn around and he's like lying down in a bed of salt or something. Um, but that being said, I did enjoy a lot. I I really liked Wakanda, of course, and uh, I think the idea of having like this this people who at their core are very kind of traditional, but who have access to this like great technology was an interesting dynamic. Especially with how they they made it made it look, and yeah, uh, the people with like the shields, the magic shields, the magic capes, and all this stuff. It was very very good. Very very good. And uh, I'm definitely interested now in seeing Infinity War with 100 characters in it and Groot meeting Iron Man and Black Panther meeting Doctor Strange and all of that. I can't help but feel, though, that a lot of the stuff that these movies have been building up is just going to be forgotten about or not. Like... I don't know if, for anyone if anybody remembers right in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange's friend is Chiwetel Ejiofor, and then at yes. the e- and then at the end of the movie, he is like turned bad, and that was like three movies ago. And there's no mention of that. And I guarantee you, he will not be seen or mentioned in Infinity War until Doctor Strange Two, <laughs> if they ever do that. Um, which they probably will. Yeah. Yeah, in twenty. 20- 20. I, who's going to remember that, that that happened In Doctor Strange 1 By that time There's too many movies With too many characters in it I nearly feel like yeah. if, I know I understand with Infinity War It's like the big one So you have to have everybody in it But I, I, on, the, on the same side I kind of feel like It should be streamlined A little bit Because with too many characters It's just going to be It's going to be X-Men 3 Where there's a hundred characters And you can't care about them all And then when um, Captain America gets killed Or something like in X Men Three: The Last Stand, when someone dies, we're like, "Well, there's too many fucking characters. I don't care that they died," because I have eighty-nine other characters that I have to care about in this movie, and I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of afraid that Infinity War will be X Men: The Last Stand.
0: Yeah, my, hmm, my, because the, the new trailer came out for it. It looks uh, good. Um, well. I had the same feeling I had with the first trainer event which it does look good. I, I don't doubt it will be at least a good movie, especially because, you know, Russo brothers, they have made some of the best MCU, and just they've made some of the best superhero movies, period, I think, of the last several years. But I think it's going to be kind of like the original Avengers, where it's an impressively done thing, where the sheer volume of characters and how they interweave is going to be great. I'm sure the dialogue will be snappy and there'll be laughs and I'm sure there'll be dramatic moments and I'm sure there'll be deaths and all this of stuff but I just can't shake the the fucking Justice League storyline vibe from all the trailers where it's just we all have our quarrels and our beefs but we got to come together to stop the lizard man CGI army mm. uh, uh I just I you know what I mean like that just seems like the it has it's going to have the most rote superhero plot ever um, but it's going to be but it's also going to be the most impressive superhero spectacle ever. I mean this is going to be the new peak of, of mm. like craziness and and it is an achievement. I mean it's you know as tiring as all these movies can be to, to see it all culminate in this thing will be will be impressive, no doubt.
1: All right, there's the Marvel talk mm-hmm. anyway. I gave Thor, yeah. I give Thor a 6 out of 10. Give Black Panther. What? I Black Black Panther an six eight. 6
2: out of 10.
1: The 3 stars. The Stooges stars. level. Yeah, and Black Panther give that a f- oh, give that yeah, name, no. that name. Uh, I also watched a movie called It's Such a Beautiful Day, which is by Don Hertzfeldt, who did uh, World of Tomorrow and World of Tomorrow 2. It's an hour-long animated movie which is very, very weird uh, and very, very artsy. And it's very, very good. Uh, but I won't talk about that, that, about that too much. Um, but I would recommend people go see it. I think you can you can rent it on Vimeo for like £2 or something. So go check that out. Uh, I watched the first Mad Max. Uh, finally getting around to those. Um, thought it was quite good. Uh, lag, lagged a little bit in the middle. But I thought the, f- the start yeah. of it was very good. And I thought the end of it was very good. Um... I'm very interested to see how they fill in the the blanks from this to Fury Road cuz it's like night and day. <laughs> but um,
0: uh spoiler they don't.
1: <laughs>
0: they're just they're just a series of movies that happen to share a franchise basically. Uh, like even the second one like it, they, the, the second one is immediately when they got the blockbuster budget. Right. So they're just they're like the first and the second one are nothing alike at all really. Um. So yeah, that first one's weird. I I like it, but it, it's yeah, weird. It's,
1: it comes it's off very. I mean, it is an indie B movie. Um, yeah. One thing that I didn't realize until about halfway through is that it was originally recorded with Australian dialogue, which was then dubbed into American accents. Mm. So the version I was watching, I was watching it, and I I'm I'm thinking to myself, these people. The voices are out of sync with the lips a lot of the time, and i 'm wondering did was it was it that low budget that they didn't have like good microphones at the time and they just got everybody in afterwards to do um a d r or whatever it's called where they you know record their record their dialogues mm-hmm. separately. but actually it's because they 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 didn 't want the poor American viewers to be listened to to Dingo Dongo and all oh, bloody hell drink your fosters <laughs> and that right? Oh. so everyone does does a, a, a wacky American accent the problem with watching the the Australian uh audio is that it, the sound quality is quite bad so I I ended up switching halfway through to the Australian for about 10 minutes and then switching back to the American one I was like you know what I could take the voices being slightly out of sync so that I can actually hear what they're saying mm.
2: um
1: but I did like it. I liked particularly the beginning with the the chase of um what was the guy called who was being chased at the beginning because that was quite similar to what Mad Max is in Fury Road like this really mm. intense kind of car chase. And then yeah the middle section of it's just kind of bogged down where not a lot not a lot happens and uh I was surprised by how like modern day it kind of was like cuz I I I having only seen Fury Road and Kind of through osmosis, knowing about the Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome, I think of Mad Max as being this like post-apocalyptic dystopian, you know, movie. And then this this first Mad Max is pretty much could happen tomorrow, you know, in the outback of Australia. Uh, but I did like it. I, I gave it a six, same as uh, same as Ragnarok, because um, I did enjoy it, even though uh, there was some bits that were a little bit slow and uh, Mel Gibson looks about 12 in it little did we know what he would go on to become
0: Uh, (laughs) a director
1: a director and uh, if you've never listened to those Mel Gibson phone calls and you're in the mood for some comedy uh, give them a spin Um, what
0: those foreign bodies those fakers. you look ridiculous
1: Uh, and then the last movie I watched Came out on Netflix last week called Annihilation, which is by the same director who did Ex Machina. Same writer and director, in fact. Uh, Don't have his name to hand. Uh, It is. Alex Garland,
0: yes. Yes, yeah. This is the one film I've watched this week.
1: Oh, so you've seen it as well? Yes. Okay, well, uh, uh, just to put into context here, okay. Ex Machina was my favorite film. Of 2015. Uh, I believe it came out in 2015. Um, I, gave it, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Oh. I liked it more than Mad Max Fury Road. I liked it more than Star Wars The Force Awakens. than Spotlight, Room, Creed, uh, etc. Et right, gave it the big old 10 out of 10-ski. Um, and I must say, I was going into Annihilation with equally big uh, hopes. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. I went in pretty much blind. I think I I had seen a poster for it, but I didn't remember it very well apart from like that there were people with guns in a jungle. That's all I knew about it going in. Yeah. I didn't know anything either, yeah. Um I really didn't like it. I really mm. did not did not like it.
0: What did you like about it? A lot.
1: I didn't like a lot about it. Annihilation <laughs> is uh let me just say first of all over here outside of the us is a netflix
0: uh exclusive
1: so if you have netflix you can go watch this movie
0: now and i will say as a film that i think was orig- I think it was originally supposed to be a theatrical release and i think there was not a lot of studio faith in this one uh i have to say so we we both watched it on netflix and i'll be honest it it didn't feel out of place as a netflix film uh because for such a it's a kind of sci-fi horror thing and some of the effects are great and some of them are really not uh, i think for
1: the most part it's a very good looking movie
0: um i but i, I think there's some shots of like th- there's some shots of the base that they're in early on in the film all right. that look terrible and looking out into the horizon looks horrible as well i think the second half of the film is better but but anyway go on
1: okay so you asked me what did i not like about it yes uh Okay, first thing is, and this is something that I, I tend to not like in movies, is that the, the framework of the movie is that the movie itself is a flashback being told by Natalie Portman to a, a, an Asian man in a hazmat suit. Um, yes. So you immediately know that Natalie Portman is going to be fine throughout the movie. Um, also, this, this whole framework, I would guess, was a, a reshoot, because it serves literally no other purpose
0: um yeah it already it already feels like a movie that part part of why it feels like there would be no confidence in it is it's it's very confusing especially in the final half hour and i imagine that if you even took that framework out of the, of of the flat the whole idea that she's recounting what happened uh even more so so yeah that yeah it definitely feels like there was a test screening uh, so, so Ralph Wiggum turned the knob to red, eh, I don't know what's happening and so they had to... Well, re- I, I re- get this
1: idea even more so because there's one moment where, in this conversation between Natalie Portman and the, the hazmat suit man the the man says to her about one of the other characters um, oh, because she had cancer and like, that was quite a big plot in the movie, that one of these characters had cancer, and in a way the movie is a, a, about cancer in quite a big way um... But the way you find out as a viewer that one of the characters had cancer is because this man just says it. There's not like a moment where it's revealed or you know. Yes. The the character literally says to Natalie Portman in this obviously recorded afterwards scene, uh oh that other character had cancer.
0: That that was their motivation. And I'm like, "Oh, well, thanks yeah. thanks for literally just saying it to me."
2: <laughs> you she's,
0: know. Cuz the the character is kind of like very nonchalant about everything, but she's like committed to going on this suicide mission to a fault um and her possibly having cancer is like this thing that could have been just this nice little bit of subtext that you either picked up on or you didn't didn't really matter if you did or you didn't but if you did hey that's cool it's there but yeah they have someone just say it (laughs)
1: literally say it like
0: in fact that's that is that is the crux of um of what all those scenes are is, is
1: explaining is what's happening
0: basically. Exposition about what is happening in the in the in the quote unquote real story.
1: And those scenes I think just kinda they always stop the momentum of the movie as well
0: when you get one. Like
1: stuff is happening and then a cut hard cut to Natalie Portman in the future talking to this. Yeah,
0: the, the, the pacing wasn't great because there's there's that there's the going back to her talking to the hazmat suit guy. Hmm. But there's also flashbacks to before she went on the expedition and her life yeah 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 you're right uh, there, uh, there are also post, flashbacks po- in it yeah yeah post the disappearance of her husband pre her going on this expedition so it, it so is let's just say the by the way it did,
1: annihilation is about a woman played by natalie portman who um her husband comes back from the war quote unquote and quote unquote she is uh, abducted and taken to this facility where there's a scientific anomaly going on and she and a group of other people go to investigate it is basically what it's about. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Natalie Portman was particularly good in it either, I must say. Nope. Um, nor did I think that most of the other cast were good. <laughs> I thought Tessa Thompson, was, who was also in Ragnarok, I thought she was very bad. There's one scene, there's one scene where she says um, about this anomaly uh you want to face it she wants to fight it yeah. i don't think i want to do either of those that's exactly how she says the line with no feeling or no charisma whatsoever and i was like that was the yeah. best one they got <laughs> that was the best one Part time <laughs> um now in, t- in fairness to annihilation there is a lot of, of really great stuff in it and there's a lot of really cool stuff in it there's one like the peak of the movie the best thing in the movie is they go they're, they, they they're they watching this video of the previous group who had been investigating the anomaly uh th- an- that's not a word uh the anomaly and uh annihilation is the name of the movie you see and um and something happens in the video which i won't spoil but uh later on they find one of the people from the video and just the visual of what they find is so unique and so cool like i think that was by far the best thing in the movie um and yeah visually i just thought it was really good but uh there's what i didn't like There's there's lots of stuff that's set up that that's never paid off in any way um for instance there's when they first go into the the area where the anomaly is there's a thing where they wake up and time has passed and they haven't realized it and like their camp is set up and they don't remember doing it um, that never plays into anything, and never comes back in the movie again. Just never mentioned. Um,
0: yeah, but I mean, I I kind of just like that as the general, as a just as the as a establishing aspect of what is weird about the anomaly, and just just kind of setting the eerie tone for hey, this is a weird thing where traditional logic might not apply which is very but they, very but
1: to an extent they to an extent they explain what the anomaly is and to me that doesn't make sense for why that would happen
0: but mm. yeah. i still i still kind of liked it because so here's here's a weird comparison that i kind of took from this film i kind of thought there was elements of Blair Witch in it of all films even though it's not found footage because you it's just very much you're trying you're following these characters and much of the drama in the film is at their bewilderment and uh, uh, confusion. That's what hap- What's happening? And there's even there's a scene where I don't, I don't want to get too specific, but where, there's a scene where the the characters think they hear another character shouting out a character who's missing. Um. Uh, yeah. They're, that they're scene you're talking like, about is also you know, very good. To be fair. that's
1: one of the other cool things I thought they did in in the movie. Yeah,
0: and but there's also the time stuff and the. They don't quite have a sense of direction, you know. I mean, I, I can see what you mean about the time stuff not being followed up, but I still thought the, the general sense of bewilderment they were going for with the film, I thought, came off pretty well. And I do also agree with you about the, the visual aspects. I mean, this is... There are kind of elements of, like, body horror in this and stuff that are... It's very good. Are, are really cool. I think, I think that's why... So I, I think I like this much more than you did. I, I And I agree with most of your criticisms, but I think I think just it was doing some stuff conceptually and stylistically that I just... Uh, I really appreciate it to the point that I could overlook what, what are still some pretty glaring uh, flaws.
1: I also thought that the last 30 minutes or so were nonsense and that the ending was trash. But
0: <laughs> I, could, I could not make head nor tail of what was happening, and I. Well, I could I could, I, I could understand it, but it was stupid. Like... It was
1: the ending. The the I, well, I'm going to separate here the last thirty minutes from the ending because the 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 ending is what I consider to be the very last shot. There's essentially a twist ending that is um really really dumb. Um, but the last thirty minutes, yeah, is is um kind of bewildering in how nonsensical it was yeah it's just really it feels like they're trying to do something super deep and super um you know clever in the way the ex machina was but it just really wasn't it just really i just found it really underwhelming oh and, and also before we stop talking about it um i think my my least favorite scene in the movie was a scene where the four women um are sitting down and just talking about how they're all scientists, um, because they literally just one by one go. I'm a physicist. I'm a chemist. I'm a biologist. <laughs> and I'm like, again, this is just exposition. You're just telling me what their jobs are, and then
0: yeah, yeah. You never got a sense that these characters. Or interacting in any kind of. But really they don't do
1: like anything. They, well, they had... They're only scientists because they say they're scientists. They don't do anything. Science no, no, here.
0: no, 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 no. Natalie, Natalie Portman's character is like gathering all the organic sh- shit for that. Like she has her role there. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean that's the reason for being there in the first place. But they just carry AK-47s and <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Just, her character. Car- scientists do. Well, her character is okay. Natalie Portman, in fairness, was in the army before. That's explained. Uh Tessa Thompson's character literally says that she's here just out of university, and she's given a big machine gun <laughs> to go into this shit. with with they don't even have like you know send the scientists out with a group of mercenaries or with a group of um marines to keep them safe, not just give them the guns themselves and send them out fuck it anyway yeah, I gave it a three I thought it was kind of s- I thought it was kind of shit um. Despite the fact, as we said, that there's some really cool visuals in there, uh, performances are kind of... Oscar Isaac, by the way, is in it, and is terrible in it. Or is that just me?
0: Oh, oopsie! I dropped a glass. I think it was... Hey, hello? Hello, Bert. Oh, sorry, I thought I was breaking up there. Um, I think it was kind of a thing where I remember watching the new Blade Runner, and mm. I was like, I know that Ryan Gosling is like, supposed to be a robot man. But that doesn't make it better for me because I just feel like he's uh, just not emoting and really hard to watch. And I was like, is o- Oscar Isaac also going for that in the sense that he's this weird, detached, kind of non-human thing? Like, you don't know what's up with him um, pretty much until the very end of the film. It's not really established what the deal is with him. But he's just this very kind of sedate, distant thing and that's the character and that's fine but it also means you could just, just have had anyone in that role because it's not it is not making the most of a very talented actor uh
1: so that's all the movie go for the week
0: i went three stars on the old annihilation i really liked another six I like.
1: no i went i went one and a half star on that one Oh, well, Which is weird, because I think universally the movie has been pretty much praised. I think I'm, again, one of the, the only ones who really didn't
0: like it. I Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by the level of praise for it. Like uh, Even as someone who liked it, like I, I agree with most of your criticisms. I don't see it as this best of the year. Well, it'll be a pretty weak year if we're talking about this at the end of the year. Well, I
1: mean, um, I watched the half in the bag. Immediately afterwards, I was really surprised by how much they both liked it. Like, there's one scene at the end, which, not to spoil anything, but the character, the hazmat suit man, is asking Natalie Portman, like, uh, what happened here? I don't know. What happened here? I don't know. What happened here? I don't know. And Jay on half of the bag was like, and she's just going like, I don't know, it's so great. I was like, is that great? Is that great? Because I thought it sucked. Anyway. Anyway, that's your movies. If you want to watch Annihilation, go watch. I think everyone loves it except me. But then I also didn't like The Raid 2. So <laughs> Can I be uh, trusted really? Oh, and Gone Girl and The Witch. Also our movies that.
0: I, I I didn't like Gone Girl either, but but um to be fair, uh most of my friends who've seen this film yourself who have not liked it? I think I'm the high man among my pals. Like when I go on the letterboxd page yeah. and it shows you your friends' reviews, I think I am the high man on this. I know a lot of people who did not like it. I mean, it is, it, I mean, it is an insanely flawed film for the level of praise it's getting. I think I think the half of the bad guys just kind of like it because it's a little bit out there and and it's a sci-fi film that's not doing the usual tropes. It's kind of doing its own thing. I think they give. I think these days they're given a lot of points of, for originality. Um,
1: I would say just go um, watch x Machina that If you've not seen that. Because mm. it's ten Shh. times better.
0: Uh, I think that's also on Netflix. I might check that out finally. I think um, it is, yeah. You guys got the old emails? I don't believe I have any. Yep.
2: Um, I have one email. Go on. It is from uh, Michael H. Subject Bullock. Um. Do you find Sandra Bullock's name amusing because it is so close to bollock? Um, not really, Michael. Because um, you never really say bollock in, in the singular form. Mm. You only ever really say bollocks. So it doesn't really sound that much like bullock. Um, so I, I've never, you know... I mean, bullock in of itself is quite funny. It Sandra, is. That, that gives me a chuckle. Sandra Bullock. Um, yeah, but not not. It's not the bollock connection that's doing it for me there. So, uh, but thanks for that, Michael. Anyway, good email. Uh,
1: I, have yeah, an e- I have an email that that would threaten to bring the very foundations of CSP to the ground to rubble. Oh, good. <sighs> this email is also from Michael. Subject: Coolbaz. He says, hi, Paul. Do you think Barry is cool? Please be honest. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Here we go. Come on. I can take it.
1: Uh, New. No. Okay. The end. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, let me ask. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, wait, wait. Let me say. Let me say this, all right? Um... Oh, that's even worse. Do you hear that? what's that natty says i think barry thinks he's cool what is
0: this what is this this? what is this ambush she's having a go having a pop at me what and i've done nothing i just okay let me okay
1: let's let me explain this like we just did with annihilation i'm gonna really (laughs) overanalyze this email yeah go, go, go through go through all my flaws go on well, hi, Paul. Do you think Barry is cool? Please be honest. I mean, I ha- if I'm honest, he's asking me to be honest, Barry. I mean, I had okay. to say no, don't I? And oh, the oh, reason... Well, hang on, hang on a second here. I don't know that I, w- I would necessarily say that any of the three of us are cool. Cool in the conventional way. I mean, we're, we're three uh, wrestling fans of average age about 30. Who go on an internet forum and do a podcast. And I I think we're all virgins still. So
0: <laughs> that, I mean that's true. I I'm mean, gonna and, say and you know that, is, that is a knock against us in the coolness stakes. I mean You got, is... you got me there.
1: Yeah. yeah, so cool, I don't know. I mean I, 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 I'm reminded of us of a section from Mick Foley's I think his first book, um have a nice day, where I don't know why the image has stuck in my head, but he mentions for some reason a 13-year-old who's never touched a female boob. <laughs> uh, I think well, that's... I
0: don't, know. I, I, don't know. I don't know what that has to do with me, Paul. I, mean, I, think, I can't I, relate it all. I think that, me, that so.
1: sums, uh, I think that sums us all up pretty well.
0: So, By the way, I, I don't know if this is coming off on air, but it sounds like World War Three outside my flat because of the St. Patrick's Day fucking fireworks, which I guess is a thing now. Uh, is happening and it's right, like right above me.
1: Um, no, so a, it sounds it okay. It sounds okay. If I
0: don't make I Just remember, I died being told how uncool I am and how cool I think I am.
1: Yeah, Barry also used Tumblr until about a week ago, and I think has still uses that curious cat thing, which is essentially not... which is essentially not... Bebo. It's essentially Bebo. So.
0: <laughs> well, you've got me there. Although I don't use it, I don't use it anymore. I do not use it. So, uh.
1: So thanks for email michael you've killed the podcast i want to know if michael thinks you're cool that's what i want to find out. like what I what has caused this question to be cool. asked Why why has he not emailed barry saying do you think paul is cool or why has he not emailed me asking do i think joe is cool why is that the configuration yeah. paul do you think barry is cool
0: mm. Mm. i mean i like
1: barry that's not the same question mm. Yeah. You know? Hmm. I mean, not to open Pandora's box here. I don't know that Michael is cool.
2: Oh, he's turned it back on him.
0: Oh, he's done it. He's fucking. Oh, Michael, what have you done?
2: Uh.
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, you know, listen.
1: I mean, Michael's my buddy, but he's a bit of a
0: nerd, isn't he? He's a lovely chap, but listen, none of us is going to act like geocaching is cool, all right? I mean I mean and, and that's coming from three wrestling fans who are virgins in their thirties. I mean that's um uh, that's that's certifiable. Um but anyway, so well done Michael, you've ended the show. So um so that's good. Uh any emails there, Joe? Also
1: well done to, to uh, Nat just... Nat for getting that little slide dig in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done Nat for getting that little dig in. Well done for getting that little digging. Um I hope you're like a big person. Um so, um, remember that, jotting it down in the little notebook uh, of enemies. Um, let's see, That's all the emails, is it? Yeah, that's yeah. all the emails. Alrighty, you notice uh, who didn't get an
1: email? Must not be cool. Mm.
0: Yeah, mm, weird, people must not want to talk to me. It must be how lame I am, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking, of, speaking of me being rad as hell, let's talk about my trip to Germany. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um okay. which which was indeed uh a great time and a very cool thing where I was surrounded by uh, cool dudes who respect me and who think I'm cool. Um I guarantee so, not, I one, not one
1: person who went to journey with you was cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh well that's fair. Um
1: am <laughs> bur- burying a whole so- group here of of uh people.
0: Well, yeah, and it was a sizable group as well because there was, by my count, uh, twenty-five Ooh, well, Irish on. people. L- let me
1: let me take that back before because I'm gonna get punched now or something.
0: Yeah, uh, you you are you are severely outnumbered, sir. You go to OTT and you'll have an entire fucking half of the crowd on you. Yeah, although to be um,
1: fair, I am cool, uh, as evidenced by the uh, football jersey I'm wearing
0: right now. So. And football jerseys are basically just replica belts for football fans. <laughs> it's like cosplay, basically. <laughs> so um, I flew into Germany on Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way it works is I was nervous as shit traveling because I have to fly into Dusseldorf, right? And then from Dusseldorf, there's a free tram service, kind of like the Lewis, but for, for the airport, right. that takes you to the train station. And then the train station takes you to Oberhausen, which is where the events were on. And then it's a walk from the from the station to the hotel we were staying at. So I got there in in one piece. It was fairly painless, but I was I was nervous because it's like land in this country, and then immediately you got to use the public transport. So I was a little bit nervy, but I got there in one piece. Uh, we were in the country. I I just uh, met two people who I knew were going um we didn't know we were on the same flight but we met in like the queue for the seats that was great so straight away i was with people that was fine we landed and i think between the airport and the hotel i think maybe six people stopped me to ask for help and or directions in german um i have never been more confused in my life fella came up to me in the airport and he was like uh, i think he was asking me in german is this the the conveyor belts that the bags come through on because he was pointing at the conveyor belt and saying German words at me, and I and I said, "I'm sorry, I don't speak German." And he looked at me, and <laughs> I at him, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if he even understands me saying that, but he must be able to tell I'm not speaking German." And then he just continued to rant and point at the things. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "I, I, I, I'm sorry." And so I legitimately just had to walk. I very awkwardly had to just walk away from the guy because uh, uh, I was like I tried to as politely as possible uh, that was oh earlier before that even uh, uh, the automated passport gimmick I don't know if you guys have seen this where you press your passport into a little scanner and you look at a camera and yes. the futuristic robots that will run our lives soon uh, they basically tell if your picture matches up the lady yes. in front of me in the queue uh, didn't know how to work it and she started saying lots of German words at me and pointing at the passport machine and I was like lady I don't know what this does so then he. We get so then we make it out of the airport. We get on the tram. The tram takes us to the train station. Great, so far so good. We get to the train station. Dude comes up to us. Me and uh, there was uh, two girls with me. So who's cool now, huh? Um, oh, <laughs> hello. What a return. <laughs> no, well, mom is is <laughs> <laughs> And well, I needed someone to chaperone. <laughs> uh, dude comes up to us. With dude, like... look at him say "dude" oh, oh. now,
1: dropping <laughs> "dude."
0: <laughs> some some hip cat comes oh up. Goodness. Hey, daddy, how you doing? <laughs> oh, daddy, oh. Anyway, so so this cat comes up to us. You took it. <laughs> this cat comes up to us and he's like, he's got these like letters, like, it, it like he ordered if something, like something from ten years ago, because like. It looked like his tickets were on a letter and he had all this paperwork and he was coming up to us and pointing at it and, and going again, I actually don't know, even know if this was in, in, in German or what, because the letter looked to be in German. So I, I was like, I, he was asking for, he was pointing to the platforms and we were like, is he asking us for a platform he needs to get on? And all the three of us, we fucking useless. We didn't have a word in German between us. I tried to like use Duolingo for a few weeks. I immediately gave up. So we were all terrible. So, so that all happened. Eventually, we got to the hotel. Hotel was very nice. But I'll tell you one difference between an Irish hotel and a German hotel, right? I stayed in the Irish hotel the previous night for Legally Blonde. And they had, of course, as all Irish hotels do, a little kettle and a few free tea bags. If you make a oh, tea in your room. Oh. standard right? German hotel, that's none of that. No freebies. I'll tell you what's in there. Minibar. Right? Um, I've never seen a mini bar before in my life.
1: I will call um, him Mini
0: Bar. Say what? He, oh, go what? Go on, go
1: on, go on. Well, you're, you're Barry, and I said I will call him Mini Bar. Oh, uh,
2: uh, min, mini that, 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 was,
0: that wasn't worth me asking you to repeat it, to be honest.
1: Um, I'll cut that uh, out where you asked me to repeat it and just make it look like <laughs> I did it the right <laughs> there. <question. laughs>
0: Um, but I'd never seen a minibar before, so I came into the room. I, I've, I've never gone, seen a minibar free before. Free... What, yeah, I just you're next. digging your own cool grave here, Barry. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't see uh, some uh, uh, this one specific means of buying a bottle of coke. I'm in Schulagung,
1: bitte. Was ist minibar?
0: <laughs> so, anyway, I thought it was just free shit that <laughs> had been left in the hotel. Room. <laughs> oh, <there we> <laughs> 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 rest assured, rest assured, I did not touch any of it.
1: Oh, I was uh, hoping that you would have
0: drank it I, all. I, it? Did, I, I did approach it as if I was going to have some, but they had the prices laid out there. Because it wasn't just, the, the fridge was loaded with booze and coke and stuff. But also, they had laid out on the table, Haribo and chocolate and shit, like fucking Santa Claus just came.
1: You're um, like, oh, is this like the the personalized room here? They've all be favorites.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is great research. But the prices were insane. It was like, um, you know, it was like four quid for the back of the Harry, or whatever. So I managed to resist the temptation. So Friday morning comes up. And for those of you who don't know, by the way, in case I didn't make this clear, I went to uh, the 16-carat gold tournament in Germany uh, as put on by WXW. Uh, Three-day tournament, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, They do a whole weekend of other events as well. It's very much kind of like a a Mania weekend style thing. Um, uh, And they had locals and international talent from around the world uh, there. So that's what I was in town for. And Friday was the quietest day because there was, to the best of my knowledge, there was just the first night of tournament action. There was no extra events on Friday. So Friday, I go in and I explore around the town. And this is a, I had never heard of Oberhausen before I started watching WXW. It, it is not an especially uh, big touristy city. It has one of the largest shopping centers in in Germany, and that was about the only selling point I was aware of uh, of it. Um, so I went to the city center, and like there is just nothing in English, like nothing. It's not a it's not a place where they cater to tourists. Like I don't know if you guys have been in other European countries. You go to the big European countries, you know, Rome, Paris, blah blah blah. You know they have a they have a bit of uh they have a bit of English. You go into the big, you know, chain restaurants, they have a bit of English. This place this place didn't have much. So I went into a like a basically what looked like a little but it didn't have the branding on it. Um and I bought some supplies for the room so I wouldn't be tempted to eat the the uh uh premium Haribo's. Um so you know got some cakes, got some water, got some some various bits and pieces for the room. Still nothing to do on Friday. Uh most of the most of the crew were not arriving until Friday before the show. So it's like all right Let's get a bit of lunch. And I was like, let's go to the McDonald's. I passed on on my way uh, here, passed by a McDonald's coming from the station. And I was like, and that's easy because, of course, it's McDonald's. So they speak English. McDonald's is speaking English everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, when I went to Rome, uh, obviously I was branching out in school when I went to Rome. You know, I was trying the delicacies of the region, went to to, uh, McDonald's and had a Big Mac. Mm -hmm. Um, And they spoke perfect English. So I went into this uh, uh, McDonald's and I said, ah, yeah, hi, can I have the, uh, uh, big tasty with bacon? And she said, uh, and she said, and she asked me a follow-up question, which I did not know the answer to because it was in German. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, what, what was that meal? Is it a meal? Can I have a meal? And you would swear. I just pulled a pistol on this woman with the look on her face. She literally goes, Oh God, English. Uh, and she turned around, like, panicked, like I was fucking robbing the place. And she, like, said, uh, blah, 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 English, English. And, and they were all kind of shrunken And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is going terribly already. And so she came back anyway. She asked me a follow-up question. And I could make out the word palm. I was like, all right, she's asking me, do I want chips? And I said, yes. She said, OK. And uh, she said uh, uh, something. And she was, like, asking about a drink. And I she gestured, like, to the machine. And I was like, oh, yes, yeah, uh, Coke. And again, looked at me like I had 10 heads. Yeah. And she said, uh, uh, uh cola? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's generally what... what <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't, I don't want any of the other, uh, you know, I don't want Coke water. I don't want Dasani. You know, I would like the cola, please. Uh, she asked me a, a, a third question. I didn't know what it was, so I just said yes. And so she gave me mayonnaise with my chips oh, uh, because gross. that's what we do in, um, uh, uh, in Germany. I, I discovered that over the course of the week. The, the default question they'll ask you when you're when you're ordering like fries is do you want mayonnaise with that?
1: Did you not have um, like Google Translate on your phone to I
0: I'm trying to well what okay, maybe maybe that is the better option. I honestly don't know. What do you think makes you look like a bigger prick? Just pointing at stuff or getting out your phone and going uh, ketchup mail shit like that on Google Translate I feel like that would be make me No but
1: you, you can just talk into it now and it'll translate into German and then have her talk German and just translate into English right? <laughs>
2: that's, that's, that's a bit That's, so, that's, so, so that's good to bring down the cool points <laughs> in that Yeah Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's
0: yeah cool.
1: Cool. well I would do that and not just go oh oh uh, give us a coke like an idiot
0: but at least palm, palm, I the Pom, palm, palm, yes. Palm, yes. Mayo,
2: no, bitter. No, Palm. <laughs> so I had to have dry yeah. chips. Also, the, right. Isn't the German of ketchup just ketchup? Probably. Yes, uh, I, don't yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just said pretty yes. sure it is.
0: <laughs> I just said yes when she said mayo, so I don't know. <laughs> mayo?
2: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. So, so night one was off to a shaky start, lads, I'll be honest. Uh, so uh, it, it is indeed. Everyone...
1: It is their ketchup.
0: So there you go. <laughs> anyway, so uh, everyone the, the late arrivals uh, came in. I rendezvoused with the group in in the um, hotel reception. It was really great seeing everyone. The people I've seen, you know, at OTT for for ages, seeing them all congregate together in Germany it was cool. We went to the uh, the venue for night one of the of the show. Uh, I, I, YouTube may have seen it. I posted a picture on Facebook. This venue from the outside i mean the town is very industrial it's very lots of office blocks lots of factories lots of shipyards lots, lots of kind of old buildings that look like they haven't seen a lick of paint in a while you know what i mean the the shopping center district was was very very nice but the area i was staying in and the shows were running in was yep. uh, a bit grim uh, and so I walked past the venue and I was like, if I was back home and it was dark, I wouldn't walk past this venue on my own. It looks an absolute state. It looks abandoned. Um, mm-hmm. And it has the name Turban and Hala, which is the name of the venue. It has it written across there. And it was like, if not for the big letters saying it, I would not have guessed this is where these shows are on, right? So we get there. We, we line up, as as you do. Got in. Inside. Whole other world, whole different. You would not know it was the same uh, Death House you walk past. Uh, I mean, Paul, think of the think of the National Stadium le- shows for OTT. Think of that level of production, but even higher again. Um, just huge uh, screens for the wrestler entrances. Uh, the ring looked looked spotless and pristine and professional and big, with all the graphics like gorgeously printed on it um again again it, on the inside obviously the entrance was very professional. The rest of the building very much looked like the abandoned warehouse it was, but when the show was on and the lights were on the ring it, it looked great uh there was a thousand people there every night um and it was uh basically standing room only there was about of those a thousand people there is roughly i think like two hundred seats, and that 's a guess, and they are super expensive and they sell out straight away so me and my entire crew we were we were standing um uh, so, so night one, I mean, I've, I've stood once at OTT and it was pretty, I was pretty sore after it. Night one, um, was, was really solid. And after it, I was like, Hmm, legs are a bit sore. Uh, I'm sure I'll get used to it over the course of the weekend. I absolutely did not. I absolutely did not. Um, but, uh, night one was good. I won't, I'm not going to go blow by blow through the card here. It will be forever, but great talent, great mix of locals and, uh, import. Some of the big imports, they had Mark Haskins, Keith Lee, uh chris brooks um matt riddle uh and all this other stuff Uh, and the entrances were just top drawer i mean they really it really did look like it was closer to a sort of tna at its peak you know like an actual viable like televisable promotion in terms of how they presented everything (laughs) so not tna (laughs) well you get what i mean you know what i'm saying Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah So night one was solid. It was a really good show, great, good matches up and down the card. The main event was, uh, was two locals. It was uh, Absolute Andy and Marius Alani, who were former tag team partners. They were main eventing night one, which I thought was cool. Um, uh, you know, two local guys, and they weren't, you know, it wasn't the world champion or anything like that. It was just two guys who'd been having a feud, who were kind of on the ascension. They were mid-card guys working their way towards the top. I thought it was very cool for them to, uh, to main event night one. And uh, Absolute Andy the Heel got an upset win. So that was good. So day two rolled, and after the show, we went back to the hotel, had a beer or two in the reception, and then went to bed. It was not any kind of crazy night. So day two rolls around, and this is when the, the bonus activities started up. There was a promotion called Wrestling Cult. I, be- I believe it's, it's one promotion, not an organization of, of multiple. They were doing a show very early in the morning. Uh, like 10 o'clock. So straight away, if you wanted to be watching wrestling after breakfast, you could be. I wasn't. I slept it out. Uh then at around 1 p.m. in the same venue as as the uh the main shows was Ambition. And that is a WXW event where basically they take eight guys and they put them into like a shoot style uh tournament. It's still pro wrestling obviously it's not it's not actual shoot amateur wrestling but it is kind of like that hybrid style of like, we're, we're basically doing like worked amateur wrestling um, uh, type stuff. I kind of thought to myself, I was like, well, this is part of the part of the weekend. I'll go along to it. I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, it was one of my highlights of the weekend. It was so fantastic, especially seeing it live. Uh, the matches are like a couple of minutes long because they they kind of treat it like MMA, where, where someone can just get a flurry and knock you uh, knock you completely out. Uh, there was a David Starr match against a local guy I was not familiar with, where the local guy was giving him leg kicks, and Starr just kind of snapped afterward and gave him the nastiest fucking lariat I've ever seen, and then three German suplexes, and he he and the German suplexes were stiff as hell, and and he won by like basically by TKO because the guy couldn't get up after German cool. suplexes. It's it's super weird. I think it's very niche, but. Um, if, it's any, if it sounds like anything you would like, I would say give it a watch. I think if you're someone who's watched a lot of MMA over the years and maybe you have a problem with a lot of the hokiness of wrestling, I would say give it a watch. It's, it's, a, it's a, about an hour long. All of the matches are just a couple of minutes. Um, and it's, it's something different. So at this point, we went to get food. But if you wanted to be a, a total psychopath, there was yet more wrestling to be watched uh, between Ambition and the second night of the main tournament. So there was a show on, and I can't imagine, Paul, anyone in Ireland doing anything like this, because mm-hmm. the, the, the politicking would be too ridiculous. Well, basically, in the middle of the afternoon, they did a show called Wrestling Deutschland, which was basically WXW hosted an event where all these other indies from Germany came together and they all put on a match. Um, uh, with their local guys, and some of them, you know, they defended some of their titles, and they had their commentators call it, Uh, and it was all in the one venue, again, it was a WXW kind of organized thing, uh, and that was ongoing in between Ambition and and the Second Nightclub. I didn't watch it, I heard it was good, but uh, I kind of was amused at the prospect of, like, imagine the Irish trying to do that, they probably wouldn't, there'd be too much, uh, 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 you know, backbiting and, 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 you know, uh, arcing around to get it done uh so yeah night two uh uh, was phenomenal it was one of the best uh wrestling shows i'd ever seen uh um anywhere like a tv or live or anything like that um they the second night was built around a lot of title matches and a lot of big angles uh so they had the second round of the tournament but they also had big title matches mid-card title heavyweight title and uh, the women's title uh and the the uh the main, the heavyweight men's championship match was built up really well. It was a really great video packages and all this stuff, and that they had teased there would be a, a stipulation added to it. And stipulation was that it was a three way dance. Um, uh, uh, Ilya Dragunov returned. Uh, it's hard, to, hard to justify why this was as as huge as it was in the building. If you haven't been watching the shows, but basically he had been off the the shows for about two months since the end of 2017, two and a half months, I suppose. Um, Purely by choice of WXW, they had very much teased that he was retiring, that he was taking time away from the ring. Uh, it, it seems like that was all an Angle. They simply chose to keep him off for the purpose of building this return. Uh, I was a complete surprise. He came out for the main event. Um, people were jumping up and down, dancing, throwing their hands in the air. It was like the maddest thing you've ever seen. Uh, and then they had a three-way match. It was him versus Bad Bones. Former TNA star, Bad Bones. Bad um, Bones uh versus Walter in a three-way dance for the um uh, uh the championship which Ilya Dragonov won. Uh it just absolutely bonkers match, just just a violent kind of three way spectacle, unrelenting uh, uh match, just all action and, and Dragonov won, which, which elated the crowd. Um yeah, and then that led to the after party, uh which is held every Saturday. Uh where there was karaoke, uh Ooh. which I did I did partake in. Um, Ooh, what uh, did you say? Uh, well, me and a group of the other Irish We did a, a beautiful rendition of C'est La Vie Oh, uh, uh, The, the Wild
2: Rover. Oh, sorry
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, boy did the Germans not know what C'est La Vie was. Um, uh, cause there was There was pop songs being played And then there was kind of uh, uh, German songs being played that we didn't know and so, but the, the the other pop songs, the more kind of well known international pop songs, the Germans were singing along, but they did not know what C'est La Vie was, so they were just kind of like dancing along, drunkenly appreciating the, the song and dance with the fucking idiot mix up there making a fool of themselves, but they did not know what what it actually was. Uh, but that was great. It was it, the party was great. Uh, all like a, a, more or less all of the wrestlers were were there, uh, popping in and out. They were all very pleasant. Um, that was the other great thing about WXW, extremely professional, uh, uh, organization. Uh, they had three people at the merch stand for all three shows selling company merchandise and they all spoke perfect English, which is crazy because it's like, this was a rare occurrence where you had outsiders traveling to be at this show. Most of their events, they do not have that. Um, but they all spoke perfect English, which is crazy. Um, uh, all, the, all the event staff, you know, you obviously, an indie show, you've staff there telling you, hey, move out of the way, this wrestler's coming this way or whatever. All nice as you like, all the wrestlers were nice as you like. Um, uh, and, and then obviously then at the after party, everyone was great. You didn't have any kind of arseholes there. You didn't have anyone making a scene. You didn't have anyone getting, you know, uh, including myself, no one got fall down drunk and made an arse of themselves. So, um, uh, that ended at about three o'clock. And so, I, think i recall like wandering the streets of the town for a few hours looking for more places that, that were still open uh and i think that culminated in buying some booze from a 24-hour petrol station um uh, and drinking them in the hotel lobby until six um which was great and that took us to sunday which was the final day of the tournament which was great and also the fan expo um uh um which was, which was uh, pretty good. It, the Fan Expo was not anything kind of super special. Uh, it was basically like their equivalent of Access. So it's like, hey, there's a wrestler here doing a Q&A. Hey, you can buy some merch. They taped a few matches for their weekly TV show, uh, which were solid, but not anything special. Um, and then, yeah, it was, it was all right, but it was not anything blow away. Um, and I should specify, by the way, that for all of that stuff on Saturday was standing, so ambition. We were standing. We then walked to uh, the shopping centre for dinner. Then we walked back for the second night of of the tournament. That was three hours of standing. Uh, the after party was all standing. Walking around town afterwards was standing. Then you know, first thing, crack a dawn, uh, well, not crack of dawn, like nine o'clock for the for the fan expo. Uh, that was all standing. And then the third night of the tournament was all standing. It was so fucking grueling I can't even I can't even explain it was like I was talking to someone about it after the fact and I was like I I, I'm not trying to be like exclusionary when I say like you have to be really hardcore to do it because it's not like oh you have to be like a real fan to do it I mean it's really fucking sore having to stand for three days and also the building had no air conditioning to the best of my knowledge so we were all sweating and stinking and disgusting so it's like there's like a weird amount of commitment evolved, involved involved doing the weekend like it's not it's not the type of thing i think you could bring a non-fan to mm. um everyone at work when i was recounting this was like oh god did you bring kira to this i was like no and she would have hated me if i did because yeah. on top of, of caring about the wrestling it was physically intense uh, uh doing it i mean i i was monday morning when i was i got up early and there was a group of us on the same flight everyone was like dead their voices were gone the legs were were weak the the people there were people whose hands were red and they had blisters from like clapping and banging the you know stomping your feet and banging the barricades and everything else to make noise especially after that surprise return on the saturday night it was just insane people were so exhausted from it um so, yeah, Saturday, Saturday, uh, Sunday was less grueling because the Fan Expo was less busy. Uh, and the the tournament show was, uh, it started and finished earlier, which was good. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm not going to go blow by blow through all the matches because, because we'd be here forever. But all three nights were really great. Uh, it was a very kind of heel heavy night on night three. They had a heel win the tournament uh, absolute Andy, who was not, he was kind of quietly built up in a way that made sense after it, it had happened. But there, they were, do, they were heavily pushing these two big angles that David Starr or Timothy Thatcher might win. And that they had these big stories where they're like, Oh, I have to win. I have to win. It's like a career thing for me. Um, and you know, they had a heel kind of sneakily win it. And they, they teased a sort of Timothy Thatcher, uh, um, uh, how would I, I mean, he, he, he just, after he lost his match, he just cut a promo and he just said, uh, off Vita to Uh, and that was it. He did not see that was not, he didn't do a big dramatic quitting promo or anything, but, uh, it was great because it was like, they, they had a lot of heels win on the final night, but in a way that made you intrigued to watch the show, uh, uh, going forward. So that was pretty satisfying. And yeah, and then I, I returned home, uh, uh, on Monday, extremely depressed and, and, and tired and exhausted. But, uh, Very, very happy. Um yeah. So I would encourage anyone who who is up for uh an absolutely insane weekend of wrestling and and, a a a grueling festival like experience of standing around for hours on end with loads of smelly wrestling fans. Um I would encourage everyone to at least consider going to sixteen carrot in the future. I think you two lads would like it. I think you'd enjoy it quite a bit. Um you know we're
2: hardcore. So,
0: I mean, you're the real deal. You're you're. I, I think of you both as Dilo Brown of wrestling podcasters. You are the real deal. But um, yeah.
2: And I, can I, also, I can also stand for three hours without moaning like a little bitch. Uh,
0: so, oh, I would love, I would love to see. I would love if you two went, and I would love to see you eat them words, Dilo Tanner. Uh, because I have them
2: with some delicious ketchup, which I know the German for.
0: Which you know the German for? Okay, ketchup. ketchup. But um, but yeah no, it was great and it it uh, uh, it took it all out of me. But uh, uh, I I really enjoyed it and I'll definitely go back in the near future. Um, yeah, so that was my that was my big expedition. Obviously, there are, there are write ups out there from other people with all the results and stuff. If you want to read more about the actual matches,
2: yeah, uh, we want we want the personal experience. Yeah,
0: experience uh, the moaning, the ketchup, yeah. the mayonnaise, haribo, yeah. the, the minibar, the the legs sore um but again hey there is lots of sources out there that will verify the sore legs that is not just me um, um <laughs> the, the 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 sore legs the smelliness it's all verifiable and not just about me <laughs> um so yeah that was great um uh and i'll, I'll go back um but yeah uh that was that was, and that was all my wrestling intake this week i didn't watch any of the other stuff i didn't watch any WWE or anything like that. So, uh, Paul, do you want to take it from there? What, what else we got here on the wrestling golf Or uh, Any fun questions?
1: No, well, since you brought it up, I did watch NXT this week. Um, what? NXT had a good match with, between Pete Dunne and Adam Cole. Nice. Worth checking out. Unfortunately, ended ended uh, via DQ, where uh, Fish and O'Reilly interfered, and Roderick Strong made the save might lead into something as well because apparently for this dusty roads classic tournament uh mustache mountain were supposed to be in it but apparently tyler bay is injured again Uh, so he so they tweeted today i think william regal tweeted today that roderick strong is going to have a partner of his choice and will be entered in in their stead so maybe it would be roderick strong and pete dunn um depending on his availability but uh uh, Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne were kind of left standing tall at the end of the show. Um, We also had a couple of uh, tag matches in in the aforementioned tournament. Sanity defeated Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss, uh, who are a risible tag team, who are not very good. Uh, I'll make a call here um, based on nothing but his appearance. Uh, Riddick Moss (laughs) will be the next Roman Reigns.
0: Um... I mean, us <laughs> making calls like that in the past, it always ends well.
1: Yeah, who did I say was going to be like, the next big thing from NXT? Oliver Gray, that one time. Oh. I, don't
0: remember that. I don't remember that, but I believe it.
1: Um, also, the Street Profits defeated heavy machin- machinery in what's maybe a little bit of an upset there. I quite like the Street Profits, I must say. Especially Montez Ford. He's got a good little charisma to him. Uh, and Dakota Kai defeated Lacey Evans by roll-up in about 10 seconds. It was not good. And then Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler uh, came out and made their rematch for TakeOver official. So it'll be Shayna Baszler against uh, Ember Moon again. Hopefully Shayna gets the win in that one finally. Uh, the main event segment then was the contract signing for Cian Almas against Alistair Black for TakeOver. Uh, Almas wasn't there. Selena Vega came out instead. And signed a contract, and she was given out to Alistair Black and trying to humiliate him. And uh, Alistair and Black said, uh, after having been slapped, he said, well, you know, unlike you, I didn't come alone. And which brought out Candice LeRae. And she came out and beat up Cinco Vega. And then they were, they were left standing tall at the end of the show. So it was a good little NXT. Um, I haven't yet watched, I know, shock and horror. I have not yet watched this week in WWE. Uh I'll try and get that done tomorrow, maybe, or, or tonight. Uh, and just a few little news stories to close up the show. Uh, WWE announced that they were going to do a Fabulous Moolah um, Battle Royal at WrestleMania, uh, which has now apparently been renamed just to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Not quite as catchy. Right. Um, Catchy,
0: yeah, it, it rolls off the tongue, yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, at least it doesn't have a own pimp in the name, so that's alright. Um, so what do you guys think about this whole charade where WWE um, put Fabulous Moolah's name to this thing, only to take it back?
0: Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weird precedent. Uh mm of them rolling things back because people complained enough, which is prob- probably good given like some of the shitty th- decisions they make. But also I'm wondering if this is, th- I wonder if this is just like an exception to the rule and they'll never do this again.
2: Mm. I just thought they were being kind of more careful about this sort of thing, which is why they went with the May Young classic rather than the Moolah classic. Uh, apparently not. Maybe it's because Triple H wasn't involved. Vince doesn't care.
1: I quite like Barry's tweet to Snickers uh, about Ultimate Warrior. What did he oh, say? Yeah. He says, I'm like, oh, since you're, since you're paying attention, let me tell you about the Ultimate yeah. Warrior or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, if Fabulous Muller wasn't all that good. And Stephanie McMahon even tweeted then, uh, oh, whatever. Because, you know, she has to get her grubby myths all over everything. Um. Uh, Jeff Hardy done for DWI in the week as well.
0: Oh yeah, mm.
1: <laughs> was that my my Hardy theme song playing there?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, yeah, it's kind of sad. See, I like I was kind of hoping I'd never see another Jeff Hardy substance abuse story for a while, but there you go. Yeah, it's kind of
1: sad. Are it's we spooky. Are we looking forward to the final deletion on
2: Monday?
0: Not really. Nope.
2: Nope. Mm. It, is it called the final deletion?
1: It's, yeah, the final deletion.
2: Oh no! no, 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 no sorry,
1: called. sorry, the ultimate deletion. Yeah, yeah. Not the, final deletion. the final deletion was, of course, the um the TNA one, the original classic. Yeah. The final deletion. Well, this, this last week, they've, they've started introducing your Vanguard 1, your Senor Benjamin. So they're going kind of full hog on it now. So if it doesn't catch on now, I don't think it ever will. I'd be, I'd be, I'm interested insofar as why they are doing this on a random Raw instead of... I mean, originally I was thinking instead of on WrestleMania. Because I feel like the big deletion match is maybe something you could do there. But given the live event nature of WrestleMania, maybe... Like, why did they not do this at, at Elimination Chamber or Fast, whichever was the Raw one.
0: Yeah, I get
2: you.
1: Just, it's weird for them to be doing this on a random Raw, is just what I'm saying, especially with, like, what, two weeks to go to WrestleMania or, or so? Three weeks. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to check it out. Um, and then in the last story, we just have some Hall of Fame entrance. Uh, Kid Rock is going to the Hall of Fame, and announced today, Mark Henry as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Kid Rock was hilarious. If people, if people got up in arms about that one. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. I haven't kept up to date with my with my Kid Rock takes on society.
1: I mean, he's uh, been all over wrestling for the last few years, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. If Snoop Dogg so have, you seen,
0: have you have you seen this speculation that maybe Undertaker is coming out on his little bicycle now that he's got Kid Rock there live to play him to the ring. <laughs>
2: I think it's a bit late,
0: isn't it? Uh, yes, I would agree. But I think I think doing the whole match is, is too late.
2: Uh, <laughs> About ten years too late.
0: Yeah, I feel like they missed the boat on Cena Undertaker significantly. Uh, but yeah, I I couldn't really care less which which version. We would
1: get. Undertaker be allowed to ride a bike out at his age?
2: Did they not take your license well, off they, you yes, when you get to? They, they don't take your test. license away
0: when you get to sixty.
2: <laughs> no, you just have to go for an eye test and uh, you know renew your license. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you can get a mobility scooter.
1: You, <laughs> a little, you come out and rascal. Um, you go. Uh, they just tweeted out, by the way, the NLW Championship brackets for OTT oh, yeah. leading up to the final. Yeah, Terry Thatcher against Eddie Stone, Doug Williams against Michael May. That should be a good match. Nathan Martin, Curtis Murray, and then Scotty Davis blank, so someone will go against Guy Davis, but uh, I think that's pretty much everything we have for this week, isn't
0: it? Hmm. Those brackets, though. Yeah, there's a lot. We were talking about it because there was 7 million Irish in Germany. uh, Talk about who would be the best person to it. I think think you should just go with the really simple, obvious pick, which to me would be uh, Scotty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Scotty or Uh, Curtis, I think, would be good.
0: Yeah. Although I've kind of... Sour a little bit on Curtis, a little
1: bit. <gasps> uh, he did you know. Know. say what <laughs> is he a diddler? Is he? Uh,
0: well, I'm not gonna say he's a diddler, but I meant just in the ring. Oh, okay. Well, um, you
1: know, he has, he
0: has his little fuck ups every now and then, you know what I
1: mean? Well, I mean, I saw um, him spit his head open like a man
0: <laughs> wide open, yeah. Uh, I,
1: I, I think he's really good. Curse, I, so, I, yeah,
0: look, don't I'm trick go me into Barry.
1: defending a diddler here, Barry, but I think he's really good.
0: Can I just say for the record, he's not a diddler, and that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking strictly in-ring. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I guess that's all the, uh, the wrestling guff this week. Uh, yeah, you can... Uh, i tell you what, just if anyone does want it, I think... Uh, mediacom has a write-up of all the 16 the carat matches and the the bell to bell occurrences of that week but who wants to read that Matthew by the way lovely chap, made a person nice guy yeah. um, uh, uh, anyway take us how uh, so that's gonna do it for this week uh, uh, well, for the show, we have next week. What do we got? I don't think we have a paper to think about, talk about. Thank Christ! Uh, obviously, lads, there were no piping hot fa- uh, fast lane takes. I assume. Um, uh,
2: did we talk about that already?
0: We were all in a rush to talk about fast lane that we completely forgot until this point.
2: Forever. I didn't watch it, why so. did we forget?
0: I, I, not... No fast lane. Oh,
1: I didn't.
0: Yeah, nobody. Nobody There's watched. Second look at the obviously. fast lane. But um, anyway so uh, with all that said we're going to uh, call it a show here next week we'll be back with more wrestling talk emails movie guff all the usual guffs Uh, and uh, we will uh, be back then so it's uh, goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin goodbye (laughs) it's goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner
2: goodbye